Cave of Cool Podcast, Iteration 2. From the lands of Western Canada, the true north, strong, free, and bloody cold, welcome to this week from the Cave of Cool. From the lands of Western Canada, the Wakanda of the North, this is This Week from the Cave of Cool. I am Calvin Hyten. And I'm MD Jackson. And this is your podcast of everything cool is going on now in the world, in the internet, in space, on TV, because this is our TV episode. Yep. Last time we talked about movies, this time we're going to talk about television, television that's coming up this season, and what we're most looking forward to seeing with the new television season beginning, of course. So we're talking about The Idiot Box. The boob tube, the squawk box, the one-eyed monster. We're talking about television. My most favorite friend, who never lets me down, always there to help me laugh and cry. It's our television. Rock and roll. Showtime. Okay, before we begin, tell me about Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool. It's uh, been going for 10 years now. I'm the, um, the genius behind it. I've, uh, every post is done by myself. Um, it's everything that I find cool on the Internet as I go about my travels. I post every day. There's always interesting things. And after 10 years and after doing about three years of somebody else's podcast, I just decided we would do, um, I would find a, a good producer, and I have in my friend uh, MD Jackson, and I would create my own podcast uh, based on the Cave of Cool um, franchise that we're going to develop and become mad rich after absolutely mad chatter mad chatter where do so people find the cave of cool always go on to the google and the google and put in calvin's canadian cave of cool even though now you could just put in canadian cave of cool or cave of cool i've moved up so much in the google rankings um that you can find it and uh you can also find me on the on the facebook but i'm not on the twitter because i refuse to be on anything that the idiot trump is on so we're also going to be having a uh, YouTube channel where all the videos that we talk about, if you don't want to go to the Cave of Cool or you don't want to go back three weeks in the Cave of Cool because I do post a lot, so there's a lot to go through if you haven't been there in a while. Uh, we're going to put some of our very best videos that we find online um, that, I, that I share on the Cave of Cool. We're going to put on our own Cave of Cool YouTube channel so that you can go back and see some of the great stuff that I've come across and that we've talked about on uh, this podcast. So that's another source of coolness in your lives. And that'll all be in one place. <laughs> Television, new TV series uh, season has begun, of course, and everybody's got their favorites. Do you remember the old days? The old days when you had 13 channels? Yeah, 13 and channels and nothing on. Nothing on. and But actually, I knew everything that was on, on every station, every night, because I had to pick and choose, right? I usually tried to watch everything so I could make a decision about what I wanted to stick with and what I wanted to leave for the summer when they repeated everything. Um, but today, it's just, it's just insane. There's but a little bit of cultural thing here because this show is a Canadian show. We are in Canada. Right. And we're old enough to remember, I am anyway, when, especially if you live in a small town, there was only one channel, and that was the CBC. Wow. See, I, I couldn't do that. I mean, I lived without TV when we lived in Europe. My dad was a soldier. Um, I didn't have TV for like five years, and I almost forgot what it was about. <laughs> but when I came back and I saw things like 
Batman, the series when it was syndicated, and The Odd Couple, and Mary Tyler Moore. I lost my freaking mind. I mean, it was just entertainment, and Star Trek, of course. Of course. You know, the, the repeats of Star Trek were on every single day. That My day revolved around, around that when I was 12, 13, 14. Um, so, I mean, my dad could say, Calvin, Thursday, 8 o'clock, CBS. CBS, yeah, what's on? And I would know. Because um, I would study the TV guide like it was the Torah, you know. Yeah. Um, it was just insane back then because you could watch everything and anything that was appointment TV, like the miniseries that were on, things like V and all of those great uh, uh, other pro other programs like uh, Winds of War and things like that, Roots. Um, it, it actually made TV an event. I remember when Star Wars came on TV for the first time. Um, it was it like the whole world shut down. Mm. I mean, everybody had to see it on TV, even though we'd seen it many, many times. Well, it's like but, people, it, you know, long ago, The Wizard of Oz would play on TV. Oh, God, I hated that. Every every, see, every holiday, they'd play The Wizard of Oz. Or I The Sound of Music. It. Sound of Music was at Christmas. Now, yeah. I hated that one for different reasons, because that insane puppet show, which I can talk about, on ad nauseum. Yeah. There's no way that pre-war um, Austrian orphans could ever put together a puppet show that Complex. You know, those pre-war Austrian orphans were pretty, no, pretty I resourceful. I won't hear it. They're running around wearing clothes made out of drapes, and you're telling me that those idiots, especially Gretel, the youngest one, the troublemaker, the one that almost got her whole family caught by the Nazis, you're telling me she could do anything to help them out? I'm sorry. They sang. They danced with these puppets. You know the beer of the puppets had had real foam on it? Give me a break. I mean, that, old puppet, that puppet thing alone would cost $100,000. And I actually, my shrink, he didn't believe that, that it was that insane because I rant about it sometimes. Mm -hmm. and, and he actually watched it one Christmas, and he said, you're right. There's no way they could have put that together. All right, it's well, insane, right? No wonder they never do it on stage. Uh, well, right? of course not, yeah. And of, and of course, I hate, I hate The Wizard of Oz. I can't stand that movie. But I love The Ten Commandments. Every time they put that on at Easter, I never miss that one. Yeah, Ten Commandments. Because you'll print it. You'll print so, it. Come Appointment TV, that's from a long time ago. TV has changed so much. Oh, my God. You can watch whatever you want, when you want, how you want. You can watch it a week from now. You can watch it 10 days from now. You can watch it, you know, years from now. I remember when Lost. Remember Lost, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I watched it. I watched the first couple episodes, and I thought, oh, this isn't for me. So for five freaking years, I heard the news, watched the clip. You know, I heard things on the Internet, and I never got into it. But then they're going to the final, I thought. Man, everybody's talking about this. I don't want to be left out. So I watched probably three, four episodes of Lost a day for three months to catch up. Mm -hmm. And then I watched that final. I wanted to hang myself. <laughs> it was like the worst experience of my whole life. I mean, that, that show was already bad. You know, it got really bad as it started to go, and they didn't know what the hell they were doing. But when, when it got to the end, I just felt my bum hurt. I, mean, I felt <laughs> raped by that program. It, it's the worst. It, only one worse than that is Under the Dome which I watched a whole season of that, and nothing happened. Okay. And I felt so cheated by that stupid show. I haven't watched Under the Dome. Well, you're don't. Okay. You're lucky. Don't even try. See, that's the thing today. We can do that. We can say, nah, I'm not going to touch that one. Mm -hmm. When uh, the new Lost in Space came out. Go get our kids. And get them off this planet. I, I went, nah, not for me. Watched the first episode and went, ugh, can't do it. 
Um, because it was a little unlike the one I remember, Mm -hmm. and the brilliant 1999 movie, who I'm the only person who loves, Mm -hmm. um, Matt LeBlanc's greatest role. I'll I'll say that to my death. Okay. Um, (laughs) But uh, that and Joey. I mean, what's the comparison, right? Well, okay. Okay. Um, But when when I I watched through it, the ten episodes, it's good. It's an excellent, excellent science fiction show, family drama. These this. Goddamn Robinsons, they get in more shenanigans and more trouble, and they look like they're going to die three times an episode, but somehow they always survive. Um, and Parker Posey as the evil Dr. Smith is probably the most unredeemable human being I've ever seen on television. She is just pure evil, and she relishes in it, and she wallows in it, and it's so good. So I know from from uh, my own experience that sometimes you can leave something and come back to it and be rewarded. Or you can go back to something and feel screwed. Yes, I, I was right into Lost in Space from the beginning. Very excited about it, and uh, yeah, no, I, I liked it. I Parker Posey. I was a little leery about you know Doctor Smith being changed to the character. Not just that she would be a woman. That didn't bother me right. at all. But they, right. they changed the nature of the character uh, without giving away too much. Um, right. Nevertheless, she you're just never sure when she's telling the truth. Well, I mean, no, or no they uh, characters aren't anyway. You know she's lying all the time, but. They should have just. They should have had the robot take her out early on. Yeah. Or or make fix themselves a gun and just shoot her because she was just, she was trouble waiting to happen. Yep. And she's still around making trouble for season and, two. Yeah. That's so. another. That's a show that will be returning. There will be a season two on Netflix. And I'm happy about. It. I will watch it. I mean, I, you know, I'll really get into it because I really I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the writing. I enjoyed the kids very much. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to find good kid actors mm-hmm. that don't grate on your nerves. That's true. Um, and that that kid, that boy, he he graded on me beginning, but he really grew on me near the end. Mm-hmm. So it, that one, it it totally redeemed itself for me. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, another um, one note I was thinking of, of course, is the Expanse. Be ready for anything. You're an ship just fired on us. Rip us away. We just declared war on Earth. Of course, Which ended its third season. Brilliant science fiction, real world science fiction. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens there would happen in space. Like I love the way they they they're in zero g mostly, and so when they get wounds, they bleed out because the wound their blood can't coagulate. So the only way that they can they can uh, treat people is by creating an artificial gravity. That's right. Yeah. And when that guy says "spin the drum," like you know what it means. Uh huh. And you just go, oh, that is so cool. Now, for those of you who don't know, the, the expanse is set in our solar system, right? And there is no faster than light travel. There's fast travel, but it's not faster than light. So people travel within the solar system, right? And th- there is a, a, a some sort of virus that causes people to, well, <laughs> it's it well, it causes havoc. And uh, you've got three groups. Basically, you've got Earth. You've got Mars, which is more of a military um, society, and you've got what's called the Belters, who do all the work out in the uh, asteroid belt, and they're kind of the ones that that are put upon mm-hmm. because they don't really have a home. They don't really have a they, – they're, they're looked down upon. They have their own language, um, but they're very, very brave. And they're mostly freakishly tall. Oh, yes, that's because right. Because they grow up in, outside of gravity. That's right. And how they torture them on Earth is they hook, hang them on hooks by their armpits. Because so the gravity, all, the heavy gravity of Earth is just intolerable. That's right. That's right. They can't take it. So again, every little piece of the science is is right there. I watched uh, Adam Savage from uh, MythBusters. 
Yes. He did a big special on that where he described all the things that were happening. And uh, it's just brilliant. It's so well done. The actors are really good. The stories are really compelling. I understand it's based on a series of books that I it haven't is. read. I don't know who the author is. The books, but, actually, the, the author of the book is uh, James S.A. Corey, who is actually two people. Oh. Uh, Daniel Abraham and um, Ty Frank is the other guy. Do they work um, together or do they They write it together. Actually, they started out as gamers. And oh. um, they they developed this book series, and then they um, they it eventually got made for TV. So uh, it, it was one of my biggest surprises the past three years. I just really really enjoyed that show. Yeah, I um, actually was into the book series before the uh, TV what was series. It, was it the same or was it better different? It's different. Uh, the uh, the TV series goes into a lot more a, a lot more detail, a lot more. Uh, it's slower. It's a little slower moving. Okay. But, uh, but then there's like six or seven books now in the series. So, Well, that's good. I'm glad it's gone on to Amazon now. Yep. So I'm glad that it got picked up by somebody who's very smart. It mm-hmm. seems like Sci-Fi and Fox have a way of just dumping good programs um, whenever they get really good. Uh, so yes, this is, another, this is just another case of that. This is a sore, a, sore, a sore point for me, yeah. Another one I enjoy. Um, the Last Ship I still enjoy. The plague is over. So is the famine. But peace doesn't keep itself. All systems go. This is USS Oliver. This is Nathan James Actual. We are proud to no longer be the only ship in the fleet. Yes. That's in the fifth season um, on uh, on AMC. Um, really, a Michael Bay production. Whoever thought that would be good? You know, <laughs> I thought it was going to be crapped all over. But the first season, very compelling. I love the way the, the, the Nathan James. I love the way those sailors use their training to save their own lives all the time. I mean, there was once when the Russians took over the, the, the boat. And they had the whole crew in the mess hall, and mm-hmm. two guys were loose in the in the boat, and they managed to retake the ship from these terrorists. Two guys, but they had again superior training, mm-hmm. and I just love watching that whole thing. I like the the captain, I like the characters. Um, uh, again, fifth season now. I hope that one stays on for a while. Yeah. Now that um, has Adam Baldwin in it, right? Yes, it does. He's, yeah, he's still on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever thought of Baldwin, hey, yeah. <laughs> could ever be in a, a good show? But he's kind of the well, he's older brother, but young Stephen is a little well, bit of a wacko. Well, Adam up. Baldwin was in Firefly, so. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. He can do no I, wrong, I, as far as I'm. Concerned. I will shut up now. That's right. Fourteen episodes of the greatest television ever made. That's um, it doesn't need another season. Doesn't need to be fixed. Doesn't need anything more than the Serenity movie. It was perfect. It's one of those things nobody could ever ruin for me ever again. Mm. Because anybody who brings it back is an idiot. <laughs> well, it's a little late now, honestly. Well, even if they tried to remake it, mm-hmm. right? It's like those things with when they remake a RoboCop or something. Remake a bad movie. Don't remake a good movie. Yeah, well, you remake a good movie, there's a chance you'll screw it up. Remake a bad movie, it's like you screwed up, doesn't matter. It's, That's right. But there's a chance you can make it better. Let's um, go through some of the shows that are that are coming up. Actually, let's first off, let's start tar- start with some of the shows that premiered this week. Okay. And uh, now the one that I saw recently was the new Magnum P.I. He'll have you at Aloha. Magnum P.I. New CBS Mondays this fall. Higgins, close your eyes. What'd you think? I didn't think it was all that impressive, actually. Really? I'm a huge fan of the old Magnum. I am PI. too. I am too. 
He, it, Magnum holds a place in my heart the same way um, uh, The Rockford Files does with uh, James Garner, right? I, I it's one of those shows. Files. Yeah, it's one of those shows that never let me down, right? I right. solid entertainment every week. I love Tom uh, Selleck. I love the dogs chasing him. I love Higgins. Um, I love all that stuff at the end. Was Higgins uh, Robin Masters or not, right? I like all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't. I actually really didn't mind this one. I thought the guy was played who played him was very smart, uh, very capable. I like a female Higgins, okay. even though it's going to lead to, um, uh, you know, romantic entanglements. That was actually um, one of my criticisms of the show. Jay Hernandez, he's not bad. He's an okay actor. He's no Tom right. Selleck, but he's okay. He's sincere. Perdita Weeks as the female Higgins. I have no problem with a female Higgins, right. but she's young. She's attractive, and you know there's going to be a romantic entanglement between. It'll be like Cheers, Sam and Diane. Exactly. That's what will ruin the show. It'll, same thing with uh, if you remember um, what's that one with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd, uh, Moonlighting. Moonlighting. It'll become well, Moonlighting. Yeah, that was a great show when they hated each other, mm-hmm. right? And even in the in, you're right, even in the origin, they were starting to playfully banter with each other. Yeah. And I mean that should have been left to the um, uh, you know end of the first season at least, right? Now that, that's an element I could have done with it. I mean in the original. Magnum PI, Magnum and and uh, Higgins had an adversarial relationship. That's they eventually right. learned a mutual expect, uh, or respect for each other right. as the series went on. But there was at no time was there ever the thought that you know yeah, yeah. they're, they're yeah. going to end up in bed together. So this is the whole new element that um, I'm not entirely certain I'm behind. Yeah, I, I think you know female casting is is interesting, but again, she's X M I six. She's got friends in the business, right? You yeah. know, and it just seems like it, it's going to be like Hawaii Five O, where everybody knows who to go to immediately to solve whatever crime they need to solve in the next five minutes, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I might have liked it if, if it was an, an an older woman, maybe like Jennifer Agutter. Yes, uh, yes, and she would be convincing as M I six because she was in the British uh, TV series M I six, right? So if, you if know, someone like her, I think that would have been better as... as even you know. NCS Los Angeles, where they've got what that, that little short one. What's her name? God, I always forget her. Um, uh, great actress. Um, she played Linda a male Hunt. character. Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt. She, she's very good in that one as kind of the, the one who pulls the strings yep. and knows where all the bodies are. She would have been good in that. Someone like Linda Hunt would have been good that, in that. That kind of casting where there's going to be no sexual tension, but she's going to ride his ass. You know, but I will... Having said that, I will tune in again. I will yeah. too. I'll tune in next week and see where it goes because it it's very it was very familiar in the first episode. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't mind it. It entertained me. And I'd right? like to see them say maybe go somewhere else. I I did like Zach Zachary Knighton as um. Uh, is it T J or is it? Uh, see, it's the other guy. T C. T C. T C. Now Stephen Hill. I like Stephen Hill as T C. Yeah, he's uh, taller than me. I like the and the the opening was just like oh come on you've got to be serious and then of course it, there's a surprise because it turns out to be just he's reading a passage from uh, Robin Masters book yeah yeah so you know you think God this is totally unbelievable crap and it's like well of course because it's Robin Masters book but that's right yeah yeah they can do some neat things with it mm-hmm. you know and I like some of the stunts the stunts are really cool I like when the car got smashed mm-hmm. and I always love Zeus and Apollo taking them out Zeus and Apollo is is the same oh. as the old series. yes and of course the theme song. Yes. Because it's iconic. You can't get get past that. Well, Hawaii Five O, same thing. Yep. I mean it's iconic, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have it. So again, I didn't I didn't mind it. I'll I'll watch it again. What else did you see this week? What else premiered? I saw the gifted. You weren't chosen by accident. You were chosen because we know who you are capable of being. Yeah, hey, whoa, chill. Don't do whatever it is you're about to do. We're the good guys. Let's go. 
Half the underground's been taken apart. There are other powerful mutants. The inner circle is up to something. We are out there fighting every day, losing people. Trust me. I'm done being careful. Now, have you watched The Gifted? No, I saw the very first two episodes of The Gifted, and, and? I didn't follow it up. So I didn't actually watch the new one because I'm, I'm way behind. So what was your take on The, the Gifted? I, actually, I really, really enjoy it because they ended season one very well. The, the genius of the gifted is they've picked characters that have mutant powers which can be easily replicated with a CGI or with ordinary special effects or you know explosions or something because that way you get to see them use their powers often and they use them oftentimes to save their life or get out of problems like mutants would. And now they finally have broken up into kind of two divisions, one who want to help people and not be assholes, and the other who want to be assholes. Um, and so it's becoming, and one of them, uh, who's Polaris, the one who controls magnetism, she's pregnant. And, you know, so that's going to cause a whole new thing, because now our, the good mutants, the ones we like, have got to rescue her from the bad mutants, because she's now uh, locked in with them. Because she's been in prison, she's been hurt, she's got a lot of anger against humans. Yeah. Um, so, it, again, it, as a mutant program, it's very well done. And I like the brother and sister angle. I like the angle of the, the uh, father and, and uh, mother who've got to go on the run with their children. And the father is actually an agent who puts mutants in prison. And he ended up having two kids of his own who are mutants. Now that, was, that was the, one of the more interesting aspects of the series. I thought that so I, too. I, I like that. Uh, there wasn't enough for me to continue on. Well, they, and they figured they uh, mentioned later on that he was a mutant himself, but his father had suppressed his powers. Oh, okay, because uh, his father was a scientist. Okay, we, and we should have, we should have played the spoiler alert. Yeah, oh, sorry. That, but... Well, we can at least do that after. <laughs> yeah. So, but but you see in, in season two that something's going to happen, and he's going to get his his uh, his powers back, which is going to make it interesting. And of course, it, it was interesting because he's the guy that hunts him down, and they took him in, even though um, you know they shouldn't have. So it's it's got it's really got some nice p people personal things going on. There's lots of good drama going on. There's lots of good conflict going on. And again, really good uh, young actors, good powers. It's an excellent superpowered show. But again, it's on Fox. So <laughs> if it sees two seasons, I'll be very um, I'll be very uh, surprised. Yes. Now this is Marvel, of course. Tangentially, uh, yes. yes. the Marvel universe. Yes. Mutants, X Men, that sort of thing. Yes, and actually they, their whole premise is the X-Men are no longer around. They're gone. They don't know where they are. Okay. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is gone. These are the mutants that got left behind. And they've kind of grouped together to try to save themselves and save any ones that they can. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're always on the run. But they've got some neat, like, neat little powers. Like They're almost caught by the... One, spoiler alert. They're almost caught by the, the, the government one time, and they've got this kid that can produce um, um, mirages. And so he's able to trick them with these various mirages to go down different streets. And just the way they film it, um, it's just very, very impressive. And I, I, I enjoy that kind of show because I really get into it. Captain Christopher Pike requests permission to come aboard. Well, Commander, this is awkward, but the best way to get into a cold stream is to jump right in. I'm here to take command of the Discovery under Regulation 19, Section C. Your directive is only instituted when an imminent threat is detected. Here's one that I'm excited about. Star Trek Discovery is coming back, of course. You know, that's one show that just really polarized people in the Star Trek community. There are some people I know that just hate that show for the little reasons. The Klingons don't look right. Mm -hmm. The, the, the uh, uh, screens on the display screens look too modern. There would no way they'd be at the same timeline as, um, as the Enterprise. 
um, the one Enterprise A, the one we know, or the original Enterprise, the original the one, Enterprise, yeah, yeah the, the one we know with Kirk and Spock, and, and well, not even Kirk and Spock yet. Not yet. Um, yeah. There isn't even an Enterprise. That's well, there is an Enterprise, but no Kirk. Well, there it, is Spock. It, it's, at this time, it's being uh, commanded by Christopher Pike. It was played by Anson Mount. I, that was the that is one of the greatest pieces of casting I ever came across in my lifetime. Boy, that's yeah, after, that's terrific casting. Oh, after Hell on Wheels, mm-hmm. you know, in Hell on Wheels, of course, is is one of my very favorite shows. You watched that one, of course. I have not seen that. No. Oh my God! See, there's something I got to recommend then. Hell you on know, Wheels. T- Hell on Wheels. Anson Mount. He plays Cullen Bohannon. He's coming after the Civil War. He comes up to well, it's really Canada because it's filmed in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about the creation and the completion of the Transcontinental Railway, and it's about the, you know the black workers, the Chinese workers. Him, he's kind of the the foreman who who pushes everybody to get this thing built. Uh, Cole Meany from of Star Trek, of course. I love Cole and, Meany. Uh, yeah, he plays an evil um, um, Robert Baron kind of guy who's trying to finance this thing, but he's all crooked, of course, mm-hmm. and corrupt. Um, but he plays him so very well. And uh, there were five seasons, 13 episodes a season, and it's probably one of the greatest shows I've ever seen with one of the greatest villains of all time, the Swede, who's uh, he's really from uh, Norway, but they call him the Swede. Mm-hmm. And he becomes Bohannon's kind of uh, um, foil. And his, his his the the pain in his ass, and the Swede is an evil evil guy. Um, it's got guys like uh, real life figures like uh, Brigham Young of the Mormons, oh, yeah. who's another asshole too. Um, and we see how he treats his people. We get a look inside the Mormon community at the time. Um, it's just it, it it and the Indians, of course, that are having to deal with this new railroad, uh, the inf- invasion of white men, right? So, but Anson Mount is so good in it. Um, I'm very surprised he didn't get an Emmy Award. But that show was almost like the bastard child of of AMC with uh, The Walking Dead and also Breaking Bad. Okay. It was that, on every. Sorry. That's that's not still going on. That's done, right? No, it's done. Okay. It was on every Saturday night. It was my it was my Saturday night go to show before Live PD came around. So if you can find it on a streaming service. You should high be recommendation from high you. recommendation. Okay. It's like I said, only five seasons. You'll get so into it. Um, every season's different and changes, um, but really, you're all working towards that final golden spike moment. And boy, I was so sad. I've I've never felt worse about a show ending, but felt better that it ended so well. Right? Okay. I was able to let it go because they they pay it paid off. So it's a no, me. a no for Lost, but a yes for Helen Wheels. Oh, please, no more Lost. Okay. <laughs> I well, will not get, do Lost. <laughs> just let's get back to Star Trek for just a second because okay. they're doing something. It's a streaming service now, which is another reason why people hate it because they have to subscribe to CBS All Access in order to get it. Yeah. Unless yeah. you live in Canada and we get it on the Space Channel because that's right. We are God's chosen people. Just for once, we're civilized. Yes. Yep. We can't get uh, anything else over the border. Now they, they're they're going to start with something interesting. They're going to do a few shorts, Star Trek short treks. On the 4th, it starts, I've heard. October 4th, it starts, with uh, a, a short trek featuring the character of, of uh, Sylvia Tilly. Cadet oh, Tilly. Cadet Tilly. Love Cadet Tilly. Mary Wiseman, uh, yes. who is a fan favorite. Because she's and, so cute. Yeah. And, and there's going to so be you know, four others before they actually get into the series proper. Uh, so who are we getting? Are we getting um, um, the, the commander, um, probably Michael Burnham. Yes. Um, and Captain. Uh, yes, I think so. Alien Commander, who's played by um, Doug Jones, who's Saru. amazing. Saru. Saru, Captain. Thank you, yes. Commander Saru. He's amazing. Oh, he's just when he gets those little, uh, you know, my. When, remember when they made that first uh, trailer, and he said that his species was designed for one thing, 
to sense the coming of death. Yes. Like, I laughed at that and said, I don't want that guy on the bridge. <laughs> every second he's going to be freaking out and whining and he's, I'm going to whoosh him out the airlock, right? Of course, but, yeah. But the way they worked that into everything, mm-hmm. it, it mattered, right? Uh-huh. And that, I love Doug Jones. I do too. And he does a great job. And uh, he honestly should – he's always under makeup. Right, and he, and he never gets nominated for anything. I mean, his uh, he, he was in the the Shape of Water, exactly, which got which won the Best Picture. That's right, and That's right. Uh, his co-star won Best Actress, even though she didn't say a word. But neither did he. Yeah. and he That's had right. to, he he had the the makeup that he had to work through. So I don't know and why he, he didn't Pan's, get an Oscar nomination. He was in yet. Pan's Labyrinth too. He was, was yeah. brilliant in that. Another brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. And again, I look at it like Andy Serkis and um and now uh, Josh Brolin. When you're doing those guys who do the screen capture, motion capture, motion capture, uh, yeah. they never get any credit either. I mean, there almost shouldn't be a special Oscar for Andy Serkis for all he's done to advance that medium, um, and and he's the, the 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 genius at it, right? He, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant at it. And I heard that Josh Brolin, when he was going into it, that's the first guy he went and had a long talk with, because he wanted to understand from the master how it's done, mm-hmm. do it right. Yeah, and he did. I mean, he pulled off that Thanos like he was a real guy. Yes, Thanos. He's another one that d- deserves an Oscar nomination again. Yeah, there we go. But Doug Jones as Saru. Yeah, yep. this is probably the char- the role that that you see more of what he's like as an actor because it's actually his voice. He usually right. he's dubbed by someone else, but this is Doug Jones, his voice, his performance. Right, and he's an integral part of the show. And I'm looking forward to it coming back. I'm never happier than when I'm watching Star Trek. So, Me too. Star Trek Discovery, I'm I'm okay with. And when he gave that speech about how um, we don't believe in the no-win scenario kind of thing, yep. and he tells his true crew that he trusts them and he, he, he believes in them, and it's just it's one of the coolest Star Trek speeches, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's coming from an alien who understands that this is the Federation, and I'm a part of the Federation, even though I'm probably one of the most alien guys on the, I am the alienist guy on the ship, mm-hmm. but the way he fits in. And, of course, Anson Mount as, as Commander Pike in that first trailer, or Captain Pike, what casting, eh? In, like in, just, incredible, yeah. Um, I just love him. I love him in that. Even in the humans, I liked him. Even though the Inhumans was a pile of garbage, but he, he didn't say a single word in that. No, he said. Oh, he said one line, two lines, two words. Goodbye, yeah. brother. That's right. Yes, at the very end. Yeah. But again, that was that movie. That show was handicapped from the beginning because they they neutered their Medusa. Right from the beginning, she's got this steel, strong, mutant hair, but it can be cut with a pair of shears. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the actress who was playing her was not very strong. And it's like they didn't they, – all the other characters, they, they did okay. Even, even Lockjaw was awesome, right? Lockjaw he, was and, and the way he transported in and out, I love that whole stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even Kar- Karnak was good. Gorgon, sorry. Gorgon, yes. Gorgon was very good. Um, I just the casting was good, but again, they pulled the guy off of Game of Thrones, who's already played that same kind of asshole character to play Maximus. Mm-hmm. And why have the same actor play basically the same character he did in another show that's still on TV? Um, just bad idea all the way around. Yes, that's true. But the uh, the character is not on uh, Game of Thrones anymore. Spo- yeah. Spoiler alert! But nevertheless, uh, do you still watch Game of Thrones? I I do, and it's final season coming up. Yesterday's wars don't matter anymore. The North needs to band together. All the living North. When's that one start? Uh, 2019. Not till 2019. 
Wow. We can talk, See, we can I, I, I gave up after that. the first year because when they killed Sean Bean, I just went, oh, this is too hard to follow. I, I know. Really, that's, that's my my two favorite characters got killed off in the first season. So you think, right. I, and I honestly didn't think it would last past season one. I was very surprised that it has become the phenomenon that it, that it has. Because you really have to pay attention, and we're just not used to that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? To keep track of the characters and, and the names and everything else. See, but I figured by the t- as soon as they started introducing supernatural elements, fantasy elements, the audience would just check out because right. I didn't think there was that much of a taste for it. But people love the dragons. Yeah. I mean, again, and then again, I didn't get. I tried to get into it again, and I got burned again because I got into it when that nice little yellow jumping boy fought the mountain, and I thought for sure he had him. And then, of course, we all know what happened then. Of Another course. spoiler alert. And I just went, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I remember sitting there. Just, I just turned off the TV, and I'm just sitting there staring at the blank screen and going, why did I go back to that it? Was, that was actually very yeah, – that was de- – my, my daughter said, I'm traumatized. I'm completely traumatized. Uh, it was. Pedro Pascal played that character. And the uh, fact that he, he stepped up, right, mm-hmm. to fight this monster, right, to yeah. save, to be, do the honorable thing, mm-hmm. and what does he get for it? It, I mean, it was it was a a reversal that that no one wanted no. to see. If you, you should have seen it coming, but no one we, wanted yeah. to. Everyone wanted yeah. it to happen. And you never mock a guy to his faith when you have him on oh. death's door. That's a that's a super villain rookie mistake, right? Well, of course, that's when yeah. that's when the other guy takes you out. And he did. Oh. And he did in the worst way. And I should have known that's the kind of show it's going to do it to, right? But I didn't. I didn't want to believe, right? That's right. And now, so when it grabbed me, I was obsessed, uh, um, you know, incensed that it did that to me. It's it's not a series you can really get invested. I mean, if you have a favorite character, yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna have one. Uh, back to TV though. Yeah. Uh, let's see what some of the stuff that's coming up in October, which is the month we're we're just heading into now. I'm the doctor. When people need help, I never refuse. What do we do? Why are you asking her? Because she's in charge, bro. Says who? Says us. Let's get a shift on. Doctor Who, of course. I don't know if you're a big, if you're a fan of Doctor Who. I lost it for the Peter, um, you know, Cavelli or that Peter, that Peter Capaldi. Capaldi, yeah, I, yeah, I lost it for with him. He just didn't do it for me. I and again, I hated Doctor Who growing up because it came on Sunday nights and it came on on PBS before Star Trek. Uh-huh. And Sunday night we got PBS in really good from the states, so they showed Doctor Who, and then Star Trek was on at eleven. A lot of times I fell asleep halfway through Doctor Who and woke up halfway through Star Trek, and just <laughs> oh, pissed that's off. A, that's a rip. Just, that's a rip. So was, those, are, those are my see, those would be my two favorite shows, Doctor Who and Star Trek. I, see, and so I hated Doctor Who for that reason because I just couldn't get into it. I mean, I watched a lot of The Prisoner because that was always on CBC. I love and, The Prisoner. And it's based nineteen ninety nine. Remember that? That was always on CBC. Um, but I just Doctor Who I never got into, and then 2005 when my father passed away, I was just sitting in this, watching some TV, and it was the very first one with Eccleston and Rose Eccleston. Tyler. Yeah. yeah, Billy Piper, thank you. And no, Rose, yes, Rose Tyler is is my love. I just I adore her so much. Yeah. Um, and I really really enjoyed his season with her, and I totally got into it when they had those cat people that were dressed like nuns, mm-hmm. and I really got into it. I thought that was fantastic. And so I, for, from 2005, for the next three Doctors, I watched everything. So mm-hmm. I was really into it. So I got that hint of mythology, and I really got into Torchwood. Torchwood I thought was fantastic. I love Torchwood, actually. Torchwood. I'm sure. But I love the hub, and I, that one when the hub is blowing up, and, and uh, uh, Jack... Um, Captain Jack is left behind, and he gives Iago that big kiss on the lips, yeah. you know. And I went, "Whoa, that's pretty cool." I, well, and even in the earlier scene, there was the other, the other, 
a time agent who came in at one point and and he was played by uh, James Marsters. Yes, yes. And he comes in and they're stand, they're doing this standoff. And my daughter and I were watching. My daughter and I love the show. And, and and you know we're looking at it. And we we looked at each other. We said, "Oh, they're gonna kiss." And sure enough, yep. <laughs> and that was, and it's so well done, eh? Yeah. Like and when he plays Captain Jack like that, I just love it. He's fantastic. Gwen Gwen Cooper was the character. Gwen Cooper. Miles was the actress. Yeah, right. She was so fantastic in that. She does this speech before uh, Children of Men, Children of Earth. Um, mm-hmm. That that miniseries that they showed, what I thought was amazing. That was um, the pinnacle. Of the pinnacle, I believe. That the second one wasn't so great. I think they tried way too hard with that one. They tried to Americanize. Right. You know. Yes, and they couldn't do it. But when she gives that speech about why isn't the doctor here, mm-hmm. and she says, "I believe that sometimes he looks at this planet with sadness and with despair, and he wants us to, f- you know, he wants us to fail." So he doesn't have to come back and have to save us all the time. And it, it's just, it really hit, gets you right in the heart. It does. Of where the hell's the doctor when all this is going on? Um, and, and the one where Captain Jack gets blown up and they take his body and he's got to restitch himself together. I mean, oh, just, yeah. That was right? just, that, that was, that was uncomfortable. In order to break in, you know, to break into somewhere. Yeah. You know, he goes and does that to himself because he yeah. knows he's going to come back. Yeah. Uh, but I just love the way they played the whole thing. It just Torchwood was brilliant. Torchwood was great. Uh, I love anything about the British because they give such few episodes. They don't over slam you with, with uh, you know, years. Like for example, I will not watch those shows on the CW anymore. Arrow, mm-hmm. um, Supergirl, Flash, and um, 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 Heroes of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, because it, it's twenty-two episodes. And half of it is that romance bullshit. You know what? I I agree. I love those shows, and I. And those are all coming up pretty soon. Right. You know, The Flash, Black Lightning, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, Black Lightning too. And Arrow. They're good shows, but they need half the number of episodes. The CW has to fill a 22-episode right. season. And right. honestly, half of those episodes, and we're being kind at half, are, are just filler episodes. Agree. Yeah. Whereas when the they, British tend to do quality over quantity. And, and the same with Netflix. I agree. Series. Yes. Ten, ep- ten episodes of Lost in Space was more than enough. That was, that yeah, was just enough. To tell um, that story, Doctor Who. But, on, the, getting back to Doctor Who, right. just because there's yeah. another point, and that is the this is the first time that a woman has played the character of the Doctor. Right. Jodie Whittaker is taking I love her. her role. I liked her in Broadchurch, which is causing, of course, no end of butter. Of course, like it always does, mm-hmm. you know. Until until um, she does something very cool, then they're all going to love her again mm-hmm. because it's still the Doctor. And the thing about the Doctor is it, the greatest thing about it is that each actor brings his own interpretation to that role. And the last three that we've had, or the last four, three of the last four, have been really kind of quirky and strong. So I think even with the way she's dressed, mm-hmm. is very quirky. And I think she'll be very quirky. And I like that look of surprise or joy or um, she gets on her face. She's very expressive that way. Mm-hmm. And she's very pretty. So I, 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 I will watch to see what she puts together. And I like seeing who, who her companions will be, right? But- and that's going to be interesting, and it's going to be a stronger ensemble piece, apparently. Now, I've heard advanced reviews are very good, but I haven't good. seen it. October 7th is when it debuts. Saturday nights again? Uh, yes. Good. And, uh, um, of course, we see it on the Space Channel because, Great. again, we're Canadians. Uh, and if, you're, if you have BBC America, you'll see it. And, if you're, of course, if you're British, you'll watch it. Yes, because everyone does. It's a British thing. Yep. And then, of course, the Christmas movie is, is, a, is a, a standard now. The Christmas special. Christmas special, and I like that they do that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really good. Did you see the movie about the first Doctor Who? Oh, oh, oh the, the 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 about the making of the TV series, right? With uh, Brian Cox in space. It. Yes, I did. 
And really the, well done. And the character, the actor who played the first Doctor, actor William Hartnell, ended up playing the Doctor, the first Doctor in, in a, a Christmas special. And he was also on The Strain, which was another good show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good man. Uh, which I did, I did see the the first couple episodes of The Strain. I didn't follow it through, but I read the book by Guillermo del Toro yeah. and another author who I can't remember. But the, the book was quite good, and the TV series I, was quite good. I enjoyed the TV series too. Mm-hmm. Again, again, it, it, we got so much to choose from these days. You really have um, um, a lot of, you know, you got to let some things go. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen um, season two of, of, of Stranger Things. Who knows if I will? You know. See, now I love Stranger Things. I love the first one. I love the first one. I love the second one. I'm waiting for the third one. Is the second one worth getting into? The second one is quite good. The second one is worth getting into. Other elements come in, and uh, and there's some great character. You know, they're great actors from 80s movies. Uh, and, of course, the, the, the characters continue their development, particularly um, Millie Bobby Brown's character. Because I'm so afraid that they're, gonna, they're not going to be able to get lightning in a bottle again, mm-hmm. you know? And I just don't want to be let down by that. Like, I, I got let down by True Detective last time. I mean, the, yes. first, the first season of True Detective is maybe the most perfect series of television that was ever made of that genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for the very ending, which I didn't expect, and maybe I expected everything to be wrapped up, but in life, some things are never wrapped up, mm-hmm. and I think I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. But more that I think about it, I'm glad they went that way. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't punk out at the end. And it's the best thing Woody or, or Matthew's ever done. Uh, of course, and, you know, a, a TV series starting Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson oh is just, is blows your mind right from the beginning, and it's such a good Every, show. Oh, it's every conversation good... they had with each other was just dripping with motion and subtext and, and drama. Yeah. And, I mean, it was and, so good uh, that anything that followed it up would have been a disappointment, which it was. I mean, the second season had Colin Farrell, um, yeah. and, and it was the, the second season was not bad. It was good TV, but after it, the first season, it was just, no. it, you know, it was, you can't And in fact, there. what I really wanted to see, I really wanted to see the story of the three women and the baby from the end. Yeah, I really want to know what what they're going to do now because they're not done. There is a third season of True Detective coming out too, of course. Oh, is it with them? It's not with them. It's a completely okay. new True Detective season three stars Marshala Ali. Who I can't. Oh, Marshala Ali. Okay, yeah, black Marshall guy. Ali, the Oscar-winning star of Moonlight. Yes. Who is? And he was in uh, um, the first season of Luke Cage. Yes. Yes, that's right. So he's starring in that. Good. And, is it a different uh, so time? Like, did they did they set the time, or is it? I think it's. It, I'm not sure if it's set. It, it goes. He like he plays the character from a young man to an old man. So there, it goes through a lot of time. Wow. Uh, he plays a, a state police detective from Northern Arkansas. Oh, so he's going to experience some racism. You mean you think? Uh, oh, I know. He, it, uh, well, <laughs> a think? little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> I, I imagine that would probably be. be yeah, Arkansas. It's not really known for accepting of. Police officers of color. Yes, or or even some anyone of the Democrat persuasion. <laughs> yes, Arkansas yes. is pretty, you know. That's a hill. That is hillbilly central. That, that is hillbilly country. So that's I mean, that, yeah. True Detective season three sounds like it will be interesting. It, it it won't be season one obviously, but nothing will be. Uh, but it but it, it sound does sound interesting. I will give the concept a try as okay. I always do. Right. You know, I always watch the first couple and 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 see if they can grab me. Okay. No, usually I drop it. I'm glad I didn't drop Lost in Space, though. That's another one I just want to tell people: Lost in Space. If you got a family and you're looking for a nice little mini series to enjoy with them, um, family uh, viewing night, that's a good one to watch. Lost in Space. Lost in Space. All right. Uh, you don't watch? Do you watch the The Walking Dead? You know what? I don't. Mm-hmm. 
I, I did I did for about the first three seasons, but it be but it just became so unrelentingly sad. Okay. And I just could find no hope in it. Even though I love Danai uh, uh, Guerrero, um, who plays uh, uh, Michonne. Um, I love her, of course, as uh, General Okoye in the Black mm-hmm. Panther movie. Yep. She's, she's my girl. She's um, so when she showed up, she was awesome. Mm-hmm. But it just got so sad, and it just, it just wore me as a human being. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when uh, Negan showed up and he took out my boy Glenn, I'm so glad I didn't, didn't watch that. Yeah. I heard about it. I refused to watch it because, man, Glenn was there from the beginning. Glenn covered himself with the blood of zombies to help Rick get to the get these supplies. He didn't know these people from nobody. He didn't know if he, this was going to be in his life, but he took a chance and he was brave. And Glenn was always my kind of my touchstone in that show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt things through him. And then when they took him out, I just went, and he could have been in anybody. Take Daryl out. That hippie with his motorcycle, Mister <laughs> Mister Tough Guy. Go on, Sons of Anarchy, you son of a bitch, right? But Glenn, he had a nice girl. He he was he was you know mm-hmm. he was quality guy. And no, let's just let's just remove him from the board because I feel like being an asshole. And I knew Glenn got it mm-hmm. because I I read the comics up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was just a bad bad time. I'm glad I didn't go back to it. How about you? I have, you know what? I I thought I want to see this. I want to start with the beginning, and I just never got around to it. And by the time it was going on, I just I, I couldn't get into it. So, but it's been going on for season. It's season nine is what's starting up. So it's been going wow. on for a long time. Wow. I, I, you know, I honestly I would have after nine years I would have thought a, a zombie plague would have been over. But you know, you think you clearly, think they go someplace cold where yeah. the zombies would freeze. I, you know, we don't have to worry about day. zombie. We don't have to worry exactly. about zombie apocalypse because most you know I mean you and I both live in places where. It's not a big population. Population's pretty sparse. Right. Well, I, I guess Red Deer's bigger than than where I live. But. Well, yeah, but what's well, Red Deer? Man, hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. I mean, we could you know, you know go, go someplace where there's no people. You know, you can see people coming for a mile off. You know, there's exactly. just no there's no excitement in in a Walking Dead series set in Canada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they'd freeze, and then we could just go out yeah. and chop their, you know, tag their heads off. Yeah, exactly. And that would be it. And that's why, you know, I was just, you know, until you talked about Survivor, I said this: there's no way that they'll set a season of Survivor in northern Canada. God, I wish they that would. will test someone's survival skills. I'll tell you, <laughs> but, but they won't do, do it. Do you know why? Because the women won't no be able to wear bikinis. Exactly. And do you ever watch uh, the Amazing Race Canada? Yes. That's where they do it, right? That's where they show off Canada, and that's mm. their Survivor Canada. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately, where... the contestants are too nice to each other. Right. It's right. Just, that's the way it is. Okay. A uh, couple things I want to talk touch on. Do you watch Riverdale? No. Okay. And again, you know, I hate Archie Comics uh, so much. I told that story, okay. right? Yeah. Now, yeah. Riverdale is, of course, the Archie. Yes. Done for TV. For in, uh, it's Do you CW. watch it? I don't. My daughter is a big fan of it. However, um, they're coming up with Sabrina in the yeah. same style as Riverdale, and it's the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Does it have a talking cat? It has a cat, but I don't know if it talks. If the cat doesn't talk, it's not Sabrina. It Why does make look it? very interesting, but. Why it's, make it? Okay. Why, it's just another. It's not. It's, it's like the Vampire Diaries. It's another WBCW um, show. It's just teens with angst. Uh-huh. What they turned uh, Riverdale into. Um, uh, it, it's just not. It's. It's just. It doesn't do it for me. I want to have a talking cat. You guys figure out. You want a supernatural show? Figure out a way to get the cat to talk. <laughs> And make it work, and then or you'll don't watch make it. it. I'll watch it. Don't make it. You know, you this can have tell- you can have dragons, you can have fairies, you can have zombies. Why can't you have a talking cat? That's exactly. all I ask. 
Exactly. The whole concept of Sabrina is a talk. You look on the comic book. You look on the the, the the show they had all those years ago. Um, anything to do with Sabrina, it's a talk. She has a talking cat. Say well, and the talking I, cat. That was the best part of the whole TV series. That was the only exactly. Part of the show. Where's Batman? Fuck Batman. Titans. The DC. DC yeah. Comics is starting their own network. It's about web series Titans. Have you seen the trailers for this? I've seen the trailer. Um, I don't mind the Robin, but he's a little snotty. He, he's, of he's got they, issues with Batman, I'll tell you that. got a lot of issues with Batman. Again, the Robins have had issues with Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to have Batman there to have issues with him. Mm-hmm. Where is he? Um, he's, I think... Well, do they mention where he is? They don't mention where he is. They they yeah. talk about him, but I don't. I doubt they're going to show him. That's right. But... Um, uh, of course, the 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 um, um, changeling. I mean, he's green. So I mean, how does he move even through society uh, without being, you know, l- looked at, spotted, taking a picture of all the time? Um, he t- turns himself into a cat. Yeah, a green a cat. cat. A green cat. Yeah, a talking green cat. <laughs> talking green go. cat. There you go. You could go on Sabrina. That yeah. works. Uh, but and then the Starfire gun. They had to go ethnic somewhere, right? And this has caused a lot of butthurt as Again, well. Again, a lot of problems because people are so used to the Teen Titans cartoon. Mm-hmm. They're used to those characters. There's going to be no cyborg in it because he's now a Justice League yeah, uh, character. Right. He's, yeah, um, so he can't be in that. And they could have brought in some of the other other characters um, from the cartoon if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, those two little kids, those two little twin guys who invent a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. they could have had him, those two in there. Um, and then, of course, it's mostly going to focus on Raven. So it's going to be a lot of that uh, supernatural stuff and angsty you know, teens. Yeah, ang- that's right. Ang- angsty teens. Angsty fighting. teens again. But yeah. it does look interesting. Titans. Again, I want to. I want to see it. I want to see what they come up with it mm-hmm. because who knows? They might make a good. Again, the gifted. I took a chance on that one. Very pleased. Yeah. Gifted is the mutant TV show I've been waiting for, um, for a long time, um, because the, it's a very good story and it, it sticks very closely to its comic book roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, I'm impressed with it. So these cool. these series will be kind of like, I don't know, bookends, I suppose. There's the Marvel version, of, there's the Gifted, and then there's the DC Titans. Right. They might right. square off. Who knows? I don't know. DC, when it comes to television, they, oof, you know, like I said, Arrow and those shows are great. But if they would have cut all the romance out and just did the action parts, it would be so good. Remember when they made that crossover movie? Did you watch that one where there was an evil um, universe and a good universe? There was an evil Supergirl and a good Supergirl? Yes. And okay, well, I, I was going to say name. I don't know which series you're talking about because they do that. No, in every okay, show. it was Legends of Tomorrow. It was Arrow. It was Flash. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, they made a a, a two part movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which and, they do every season. Part. Every season they do a big crossover thing. Right. And the one they did when it was the Evil Universe and the, the mm-hmm. good Supergirl comes to the window and says, "We care to step outside, General?" Like in in Superman two. Yeah. Um, I thought that movie was really well done because they focused on the heroics. And the superheroes fighting the bad guys. Look, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see another angsty boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh, I can't tell her I'm the Flash. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's just everybody's such a wimp. Okay. So you know? cut out all of the filler episodes. You'd have a decent season. Kind of like you, what they do with in Netflix with Daredevil, which is coming up for season three. You can suffocate evil. Starve it. Lock it behind bars. But it will find a way to come back even stronger. There's only one true way to end evil. To finish it for good. 
very exciting. Vincent D'Onofrio is back as the Kingpin. Yes, and I think they're going to be the Born Again storyline, which is probably the greatest storyline that Frank Miller ever did in the comic books, Daredevil. Um, uh, the Kingpin finds out through Karen Page, who is a prostitute in the comic books. Yeah. She finds out. He finds out uh, Daredevil's secret identity is Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. He blows up his apartment. He blows up his his law office. He he destroys his life, and he almost kills him. But Matt comes back, and it's how he comes back from being in the bottom, being at the lowest point he's ever been in. All his friends are gone. Everything, um, and he comes back, and he's triumphant, and he defeats the Kingpin at the end. Yeah. Um, and it's probably the greatest Daredevil story that anyone did, especially Frank Miller. He, that one he could stand very proudly at by. And I think I've heard that that's going to be the the crux of the new season. Okay, so season so, three looks like it might just be really, really good. I mean, oh, I, I loved season two with the Punisher. I did too. I wow, love when he comes the, down I, the I staircase the... with the gun taped to his hand and the chain in the other hand. Yep. That was a better fight scene than the first season of Daredevil when he's fighting in the hallway. The hallway fight, everyone talked about that. The stairway fight was better. They're going to top oh, that. The so Punisher's hallway season. fight in the prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was amazing. amazing. Another amazing one. Uh, uh, and just, I liked. No, I liked the Daredevil's costume. I me mean, too. People, you know, people don't like you know, say costume superheroes, but I, I love the costumes. Uh, he's not going to have. It. I, it doesn't look like he's going to have it, or if he if he does, he won't get it till later. But that's right. He's gone and back to the basic black, the Frank Miller sort of. Right, you know, black scarf sort of thing. Now he, and, we're coming off the end of the Defenders, and if you didn't see it, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't blame you because it wasn't that great a series. But no, at the end of that, Matt Murdock, of course, ends up uh, somewhere. We don't know where he is, surrounded by a bunch of nuns. He might have amnesia. Who knows? But he does. Again, he, we know he survived the big explosion. But in the wh- comic books, it's the nun who who um, brings him out of his whatever he's in. Mm-hmm. She she. Treat, um, cures him or treats his wounds and everything. So that gives me high confidence that that's the storyline they're going to go for. That is the storyline they're going to go for. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. And again, that's fantastic. They have so much good source material. And again, they make it so well. The Punisher, I never thought that series could be as good as it was. And it was um, awesome. It was awesome because mm-hmm. Netflix has a, their movies aren't great. Mm-hmm. But when they took time through their series, it's really fantastic yeah. stuff. And, and John Bernthal is the Punisher. It was oh. amazing, fantastic. Cast, casting of, of another great casting idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was born to play it. When when he's in the in the in, in Daredevil, when he goes to uh, the court trial, mm-hmm. and they want he want they want him to, to um um uh, they want they want to give him, they, he wants to they want to do the insanity defense. Yeah, and he says, "I'm not insane. I was in my right goddamn mind. Yeah, I do it again. I'm itching to do it again because and, that's because he's gotten an offer that he's going to take." And, yeah. Right. And you're just going, wow. Wow. That's, I know, that's I'm amazing. You're the death of that guy, right? Yep. That's an but amazing if, scene. If you're a good guy, he's not going to bother you. <laughs> but if true. you're an asshole, he's going to find you. Yep. Uh, the Orville coming back for season three. The Orville is kind of like Star Trek The Next Generation as opposed to Star Trek Discovery. You know, the, right, right. It's like everyone says, I want Star Trek The Next Generation back. You can't have it, but you will. You can't have The Orville, which is kind of like... You and know. the Orville is really funny. It's really well done. The Orville is Galaxy Quest, what should have been Galaxy Quest 10 years ago. In the vast emptiness of the universe, we have found a fullness of cultural diversity. And when a first contact unfolds, the cosmos becomes a living, breathing organism. And we become a way for the universe to know itself. Wow, that was pretty good. Yeah, thanks. I plagiarized it like nine different things. 
After Galaxy Quest, you saw that movie, of course, right? Of course, I love Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I love Galaxy Quest. That should have been what the Orville became. The Orville should have been the TV series of Galaxy Quest Mm -hmm. because that's what it is. It's it's got that little comedic uh, flair to it. Um, it's got some serious issues. The one they did on on social where where people are judged in their on their planet by uh, by social media. Yes. And you either go up or down depending mm-hmm. on, on a kind of person you are. Yeah. Or if, and the one guy gets caught. Uh, I forget what he got caught doing. He but m- he making lewd gestures at a statue. That's right. Of a, that's right. A loved <laughs> figure. Now and he had, go on this trial is one of the biggest. Complaints, uh, criticisms I had about the first season of the Orville was that their 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 episodes, the concepts weren't exactly original. Um, True. That whole thing about the uh, social status episode was kind of a reworking of a, a Black Mirror episode, right? I've heard uh, that too. Which had done it better, I thought. But and mm-hmm. but I can forgive all of that because and the, the second episode with the world ship, who, yes. people who didn't know they were, I was like you know, and Harlan Ellison sues in three, two, oh. one. But, yes, right. But, <laughs> he was dead by then. Yeah. <laughs> But, or his head uh, would have spun. Well, he, yeah, he, he didn't. But it, it's it was not. But it, it it redeemed itself in being honest and sincere. And honestly, uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane is a huge Star Trek fan from way back. Right. I have actually. I saw a video of him doing a Star Trek fan film when he was like a teenager. And he's wanted this this kind of program for a long time. He's this is his this is his dream. He's basically he this is Star Trek fan fiction for. Yeah. Yeah. He called his marker due for all the stuff he's done for Fox. Yeah. And, and I and I'm glad he got another season. Um, I re- I really like the security officer. She's adorable, She's and I like her parents. You know, humans. Yeah, the or oh or, yeah, humans. The hillbillies of the galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great line by yeah. the Doctor from Voyager. And exactly, a lot of Star Trek right. actors are in the show. Uh, right. The se- second season is no different. Jonathan Frakes is directing a few episodes. Marina Sirtis apparently will be guest starring. Nice. So and uh, again, and again, when you see that, you know people got confidence in the production, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Charlize did that uh, once a time uh, in the old West. That uh, they did a movie that I thought was really funny. That Western comedy they did. How many? Um, well, how many ways to die in the old West or something? Or yes, million ways okay. to die in the West. Yeah. Um, she was in that one with him. And another, I find his. I don't Family Guy. I find very repetitive. Mm-hmm. But when he does other kind of humor, I find him very funny. Yeah. And I like the Orville because it's 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 pleasant, it's safe, it's it gives me my my superheroes and my my sorry, my space program. And it, it's it, it's harmless and I enjoy it, right? It's one of those ones that I I will watch this year too. I, I really enjoyed the the sincerity of the Orville. And yeah. the the humor they tried to find a balance. I don't think that they quite managed it. Cuz they they did actually some you know, uh, thought-provoking episodes. At well, the, the one time, with well, Portis and this, all the males are all the people on his planet are born male. Yeah, and he had a female, and it had to be converted to male, and just what they went through, the trial and everything, right? Exactly. And this is yeah. really good science fiction. This is it this is, is decent solid science, science fiction. fiction. And um, you know, and then the sophomore humor humor crops in every now and then, and they're not going to abandon that completely for season two. No. But apparently, they've they're going to do more serious episodes. I guess they've got the confidence to say that they'll be able to actually tackle some other issues. And it is the kind of show that a kid, a younger kid, can watch or a teenager and get those messages, right? Yeah. Like yeah. they're not—they're not being hammered home or, or part of such a huge complex story like Discovery mm-hmm. or The Expanse, right? Yeah. To learn that humans gotta like each other in space, or we're gonna end up killing each other, right? Yeah. Uh, but they get around to it in three seasons. Yes. But yeah. But like the Orville in one episode, you know, a kid can go, "Okay, I get that." Yeah. And that's—and you know? it is standalone episodes, which is refreshing, actually, <laughs> given mm-hmm. that everything is a. a Long season-long story arc nowadays. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, now, is there anything else coming up that we've we've kind of not even 
Oh, uh, really Vikings season five. Do you watch Vikings? I love Vikings. Vikings that, season that, that, five. That, uh, um, um, Legertha uh, is my uh, is my goddess. She's my, she's my shield maiden. Catherine yes. uh, Wittick, I think is her name. Yep. Uh, she is magnificent, and and of course, uh, and, and that's a show that's right. had a lot of a lot of cast members gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but um, in the Viking land, I mean, come on, it's like Game of Thrones. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're lucky you survive an episode. That's true. Yeah. Uh, actually, here's a show that I'm looking forward to, and it's an odd thing. Well, not so odd because of who is involved. There's a show coming up called The Rookie. We got some new blood this morning, and some who were born before Disco died. <laughs> Officer Bishop, you get to ride with the 40-year-old rookie. Sergeant Gray does not appear to be a fan of my presence in this department. Does your old as hell? Uh, this premieres on ABC on October 16th, and the only reason I'm wanting to watch it is because it stars Nathan Fillion. Whoa! This is that's right, follow- that's right, he's a rookie cop. I just that's saw right. the, the picture of that today. And I, I watched the, the preview, He's a, the trailer. He's a, he's, a, he's a midlife crisis guy. He's a guy in his... Is he in shape? Is he in firefly shape or is he in castle shape? He's, in, he's actually in pretty good shape. He looks fantastic in the trailer. Oh, good, good. Uh, and he... He plays an older guy who's going to be a rookie cop, and this actually does sound a little interesting. It's a it's a guy who's he's basically just got divorced. He's his life is kind of falling apart, and he's got to do something, so he joins the police force, which sounds like a goofy idea. But if you see, yeah, the trailer, why would they the take him? And have of course, eight? Nathan Fillion, who's of course you know fellow Canadian, yeah, uh, from Edmonton. We love Nathan. He can uh, do no wrong. I like Castle until it got repetitive. Well, um, yeah, Castle fell into the moonlighting trap. It did exactly. Um, but but again, he was once up for for Green Lantern, and they did a fan trailer with him. Um, um, they used Firefly clips, but they inserted the ring. And I thought, man, he'd be a good Green Lantern. He would have been, he and he might have been after Firefly. He and uh, he, obviously he was a better. He would have been a better one than Ryan Reynolds was. Oh, for sure. And I think Ryan Reynolds even agreed with that because he he ended up killing himself at the end. That's of right. Too, if you saw that. That's right. <laughs> that post credit <laughs> sequence. That uh, one does look good. I will. I will check out the rookie. That's one of the ones I'll give my my first showing to, like I did with Magnum, and we'll see if I'll come back. Yeah, but yeah, the rookie is one I'm looking forward to. Anything that's coming up on the horizon that you're finding uh, interesting? Um, not not again. I'm, I all the ones we've talked about are the ones that I'm kind of going back to, mm-hmm. and I've got a few others that I'm going back to finish, yeah. um, uh, just to kind of get them off my plate so that I can start again. Mm-hmm. Um, I got like season. Five of the ship I'm I'm watching now, um, or season four of the ship. I left that one because I wanted to watch it with somebody else, um, and they watched it ahead of me. Great. Oh, I um, hate so, when yeah, yeah, because we were going to watch it because we love it so much together. It was going to share a show. Way to go, Cal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see how that worked <laughs> out. Um, so I'm watching uh, season four, and then season five has just started okay. uh, of the last ship. So the last that's ship. Yeah. My, but of course we all know what my weekends are taken up with. Okay, live PD. Live PD. Now, I, t- I took a look at some videos, and I, it looks like Cops, you know? Difference. 30 years ago, okay. Cops was the very first reality show. I think I can argue that to anyone. Yeah. Um, what Cops did was they sent the cameras out when the cops were just on their patrol. They found good footage of them dealing with the public. And, of course, if a guy had no shirt um, and was drunk, that was, that, was, that was what they're looking for, right? Because mm-hmm. those guys are usually good entertainment. Yeah. For 30 years, Coppice was on. I've watched all 30 seasons, and I've watched them again because I got the download of all the seasons. Um, so I, when I was working on other things, I just have cops on. I, you know, I, I, I live for that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So, so it just really entertains me. Then mm-hmm. this year, Annie came up with this, this concept. They go, okay, cops is good, but 
let's supercharge cops. So for three hours on Friday night, three hours on Saturday night, they follow about 10 police districts live. They've got about maybe, there's probably 50 cop cars, 50 cops, and the cameramen and stuff, and they just go out with them. And they go back and forth whenever they see something happening. Um, Friday night, they started, there was a, a five guys were robbing a bank. So we, we were immediately in the cop car, screaming towards that bank. And we watched as the, the, the co guys had got away. They had stolen another car. Um, they got the hostages out there. They were able to figure out where these guys were. They managed to track them down um, by some of the money they, they left behind. It was just in, in like three hours they found these guys, right? Um, there's always drunk drivers who are riding dirty with, mm -hmm. with sex toys in their car or without their pants on, right? And they, they find these people who are driving. They don't have insurance. They don't have uh, a license. They do, and they're bitching out the cop because they're not allowed to drive their car home, right? Because they got to work tomorrow. And the cop's saying, I'm sorry, right? Yeah. You're drunk. you got a half-pound bag of methamphetamine in the back of your car, and you want me to release your car, right? Yeah. You, yeah. And you, it's you're just, worried about getting to work tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. And you really get an appreciation for the hard job that cops do. Yeah. Because they're dealing with, with crazy people. They're dealing with drunk people. They're, like the other day, guy punched a cop in the face. The cop just drilled him one back and dropped him on the ground. Right? Now, if you had seen that out of context, right, on yeah, the news... A, there's a, that's a police brutality video. Right. right it's police brutality. But, but when you on, see on it on PD, that... It's, PD, it's great comedy. Everybody, it's great comedy, first of all. And it's, it's dumbass comedy, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't throw... That cop was three times the size of that guy, right? You don't throw a punch at a large black cop when you're a skinny little white boy without a shirt on, right? And, I mean, this cop, I think he, he just tapped him, like, with a little little playful, like you'd give a toddler. Uh -huh. And this guy went down like, like he'd been hit by, by Muhammad Ali, right? And, but, I mean, he hit the cop in the face, and the cop, just like that. And it was out, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and uh, they've got uh, Dan Abrams, who used to do the OJ coverage all those years ago. Right. Uh, on, on court TV, he introduces everything, and they've got uh, Sean Sticks Larkin, who is a veteran cop um, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they've got uh, Tom Morse Jr., who is a crime reporter, and so they give their commentary when they see these clips, right? Some of them are very, very compelling. There was one when a guy had a baby, and he had the knife to his baby's throat, mm. and the cop was trying to get him to drop the knife, and the camera person, they don't, they're not supposed to get involved, mm -hmm. but she saw her opening. So she dropped the camera and lunged at the guy, managed to get his arm where the gun was, where the knife was, right? The cop jumped the guy too. She grabbed the baby. It was like, it was like they choreographed it in a way, mm -hmm. but she gave the cop this look, and, and he gave her a, a, kind of a look like he, he saw she was going to go for it, so he had to go for it, right? Yeah. Because for some reason, it was such a tense situation. Is you've got live PD, so that's, that's well, five hours, because I watch it without commercials. Yeah. Five hours of the live stuff. Then they put out women of live PD, so they take some of the other stuff that you don't get to see, and they turn that into a half-hour show. They have a regular live PD half redo re rewind half-hour show. They have a cam show, which they show just uh, body cam footage, uh, helicopter footage. Mm -hmm. That's very compelling. First episode, cop gets shot, and he's wearing these glasses that have the camera on it, and you see him look down, and the blood's coming out of his chest. Wow. Oh, and it's just, you're, 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 you don't know if he survived. And then on that show, Sticks Larkin, he interviews the cops afterwards. Like, he waited too long to, to grab this guy that he was questioning. He said, come here, sir, come here, sir, come here, sir. And the guy kept avoiding him, and he got too close, and the, cop, the guy just turned around and shot him just like that. Yeah. And you see that footage. And I find that kind of real-life stuff just very, very compelling. Mm -hmm. And I, I think if more people watched that, they'd really 
they'd appreciate the police a little bit more. But you can see why um, they're considered the enemy in some communities because these people are, like Tom Moore says all the time, riding dirty, yep. right? They're always got something wrong when they're pulled over. They don't pull over people for no reason. Um, they're, they're either driving drunk or they're, they're swerving or they don't got tags or they don't got insurance. All this, this stuff. I mean, these people, this dangerous. Um, sometimes they're speeding down the road, got children in the car. Um, I love when they do the pit maneuver, when they're chasing after a truck and they just hit it and they make it spin out. Mm-hmm. And the cop cars are able to, to stop a speeding vehicle. Um, it, I just, if you like that kind of just real life reality television, it's, there's nothing better. <laughs> I just love it. And anybody, of course, gets tased. I, that's my, that's my jam. Of course. Right? Yeah. As a teacher, I always thought, why don't they give us tasers? You know, <laughs> six shots a day. If you use all your shots on one kid, you don't get no more. <laughs> you got to put it back in the charger for next day. And, you know, and then eventually, all you would have to do, just like Pavlov, you would just go, yeah, and the kids would jump, right? Yeah. But no, they, they rejected that idea. I, I okay, well, you know, I I bet you could have got the parents to go for it. <laughs> I'm sure some parents would go for it, but school boards tend to have a problem with that. Okay, live PD uh, is on A and E. Where do you see the five A&E. hour? Okay, you, it's three hours. It's from um um I watch from six to nine. Yeah. Um, but I, I usually t- I, I download the torrent, and that gets out of the, co- the commercials. But right. usually you get a good two-hour, 19 minutes okay. of, of police action. So it's compelling TV and a little bit of slapstick with the tasing. I'm, I'm happy for it because I need me to show like that. You know, I need to be something, something real, something where I get, it feels good when uh-huh. someone gets tased. Okay. I don't know why. If there was a tasing channel, I would watch it all day long. <laughs> Like if there was a sheep shearing channel, uh, yeah. I'd watch that all day long. Because I love shearing. Sheep, I, sheep shearing and tasing. And tasing. If there, there, is, there, is, there is something wrong with you, my friend. No, there's not. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the This has been a COC production. Oh, come on, you guys. You know that spells out cock, right?